we're kicking down this motherfucking door, and we're doing that. Let's get into it. If there's anything that could be haunted, for sure that fucking chair's haunted. Then again, the internet always wins. The internet always wins. Searching around about uh, this dock I found. Let's be frank, there's piss on the floor. He was pulled out of power and he was murdered by firing squad. I'll start having pain. Okay, back for another week. I apologize for the hiatus uh, we took last week. We had some scheduling conflicts. Uh, this week we watched Waltz with Bashir from 2008. Uh, if you look at our Twitter, it is available on YouTube. Uh, also, I believe it's on Vudu and uh, a few other places. Uh, as always, joined by Mitch and Christian. Hello. Uh, hello, gentlemen. You. I wish I knew how to say hello in like Yiddish or something. Yeah. Would have been yeah. It, it would, that would have been. Could oh, be. I think Shalom. Be right. Shalom. Shalom. Maybe. Shalom. Shalom. Alechem. Could be. Sounds yeah, familiar. There you go. You um, might have just said fuck you or hello. We're not sure, <laughs> but that's okay. So uh, yeah. So Waltz with Bashir <laughs> is uh, kind of like a, a retelling uh, through interviews. Uh, of the 1982 Lebanese War. And uh, yeah, it's all animated. So it's not your typical kind of sit down, interview, talking head uh, documentary. Um, it's neat animation style too. It is. It is. So it's like half animation, half like kind of rotoscope. It's not rotoscoped at all. I know it's not, but it, it just has that feel. Yeah. Yeah. So I was reading some, uh, some trivia on it this morning. Um, a lot of people do think it's rotoscope. So mm. for, for people who don't know what rotoscoping is, you shoot uh, um, the movie on, on film or uh, video, and then you go through and you overlay an animation on top of the, the video. So, so you literally have to draw frame by frame yeah. the whole thing. Yes. Yeah. I mean, so it's it's a little bit easier than that. Like Nowadays, yeah. Yeah, so there, like sure. you can... Yeah. Anyways, it's a little easier, but yeah, it's very tedious work. Yeah. Um, if anyone's ever seen a Scanner Darkly, um, it's a uh, right. Keanu yeah. Reeves movie. That was all rotoscoped. Looks now very. Waking Life is another one. Yeah, it looks very similar. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I was reading this one. The animator who drew it originally drew started drawing it with his right hand because he's right-handed, and thought oh. it looked too pretty. Really? For for something that's talking about war. Huh. So he switched to his left hand and drew it, it all with his left hand. No shit. Man, to how give it, fucking good is that guy? That's yeah. crazy. I've had two weeks to read about this fucking thing, and I never came across that. Oh, it's right on IMDb. Okay. Yeah. I actually, I seriously never check IMDb. Yeah. I feel like it's like the Walmart of information, but no. it's oh. obviously great. Walmart's yeah. got a lot of shit, so... <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, very, very cool um, yeah, style. Awesome. That shit's awesome. I thought you were going to say that, like, he was in, like, a war zone and got his right hand blown off. So then <laughs> no. He to draw no. with his left. And I was like, this is... Whew. Yeah. No, he, he started drawing with his right, which, which is his predominant hand. And Imagine if he started with the left, because yeah. he's like, oh, the memory is very, like, shaky and not yeah. very vivid. And then he, like, halfway through, he slowly starts to intersperse his right hand. And yeah. by the end, it's very clear. But, it's a nice, pretty picture. But what a, like, a forward-thinking thing, right? Like, mm, yeah, oh, that's cool. This, yeah, that's cool. Is, this is a war... Um, documentary essentially, 
Um, yeah. I can't have the drawings look too pretty. Yeah, like, it's very that, practical art. Yeah. I mean, it would be a weird documentary if it's like Disney-fied animation where everyone's got like big doughy eyes <laughs> yeah. and like the dogs are like oh, aggressively fuck. happily running as they're getting shot in the face. Well, so I get, I get uh, his, I get his argument. I think yeah. it probably still would have looked similar. Just it was just too crisp, too clean. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I know. I, yeah, that's. I'm neat. just saying, like that style. Yeah. <laughs> One thing to say about that, not that, but um, that it's all animation. I was, I was not prepared to enjoy this technically because, like, this is a this is a documentary show. So I was like, yeah, there's no fucking way that I can consider this a documentary. It's just, it's an extremely accurate animated feature of true events it can be 100 percent true but it's animated it's not 100 percent animated and the, there's the last 30 seconds it's what yeah, it's a little more than that but like yeah it's like it's like the last like six or seven minutes but it switches to newsreel footage yeah of like like live coverage not live coverage but um coverage uh by video reporters on site after the massacre yeah and that to me, oh, it's it's so tricky. It's like saying where does a cloud start? Or yeah. like what is art? Or like I like it's it, it tries to divide up something that is sort of a continuum and then mm-hmm. all and it brings me right back to thinking about like the essence of the definition of documentary and that there's no real documentary. This right now, real life is as good as it gets. Everything else is interpretation. It has to be that, and like, unless you have a collection of security camera footage and you just sit there watching live security cam yeah. f- fucking shit, and that security camera footage gives you a complete 360 degree perspective with perfect sound and like full true color, it's never going to be real. It's, it's always somehow manipulated through either the machine or the perspective or the editing or the directing of the story, whatever. So I was not prepared to enjoy this yeah. because I was, I enjoy the shit out of it, but I, it wasn't a documentary in my imagination yeah. before I really watched it. I was, I was concluding pre- like preemptively that this is not a documentary. So I agree. So I feel like, you know, as much as I love the animation, uh, very well done, very done, very coolly. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It was <laughs> done, awesome. done very, very well. Um, it kind of took me out of it a little bit. Like mm. it, it kind of, it doesn't seem as, mm-hmm. as hard hitting. I don't know. So I, yeah, I was super on the fence about this and that exact point crossed my mind mm-hmm. once I realized that it, it, I, so I realized that it had live footage before I watched it. And then I was like, oh, okay, I'll watch it for you guys. I'll watch it. No. Um, it, and then it hit me narratively that, that's exactly maybe the point is that if this were uh, just a, a collection of talking head interviews and archive footage of war zone shit, the humans are not supposed to experience trauma completely. Even in real life, you always, this is the essence of PTSD and it's maybe one of the essences of this. There's not such thing as essences of a thing anyways. It's one of the main features of this documentary is that you as a person might experience such traumatic things that you don't have a choice, but you're to eliminate them from your memory. Yeah. Your body biologically chooses not to experience those things anymore. So 
you erase it. You don't erase it. It gets erased on you. Right. So this, uh, this choice for animation, I think is really, really interesting. And the fact that there's some live footage legitimizes its documentary status, although it is very fringe, in my opinion. It's, it's as far as you can go. Right. Unless you rotoscope it, in which it's just a stylistic choice. And sure. It's another, another conversation. But um, the, the choice of animation to tell this story eases your ability it it lets your guard down it doesn't let you put up that desensitizing filter yeah because you're like wow i'm seeing like burnt bodies and like kids mangled fingers underneath rubble and bombs and guns and dogs and blood yeah shit and nudity and all this crazy shit that normally you would try to distance yourself with psychologically that is just, I think that's just human nature. But the fact that this was animation and it never led you to believe that this was real. Right. It's just a story. It's just a great animated kind of sad thriller. I don't know, like a man who lost his memory about war and he was young and now he's old and he can't, he's, he has to find himself. And then literally the veil drops and it switches to real footage of the aftermath of all of all of what you've just heard. What a fantastic way to get you to like sort of not pay attention because you'd pay attention either way, but to really, to really feel And I guess it could have gone both drop ways. your guard. Yeah, you, you exactly. You drop your guard. You don't put up those walls to be like, I'm about to experience something traumatic, even third or fourth party. So here I go and I'm going to prepare myself to watch this shit. You don't do that. You just let it happen and you, you absorb it completely. And then quite literally the veil drops and it switches to live yeah. footage and you're like, holy shit. And then it, it, everything retroactively, you feel the trauma, but it's, it's, it's just a really, really interesting choice. I thought it was cool. So another kind of point to documentary, not documentary, um, the character in the documentary um, who lives in Denmark or lives in Holland Mm-hmm. Uh, and the the director and narrator goes to visit him, voiced by a different like, by an actor, mm-hmm. um, and then there's one other character that's voiced by an actor as well, uh, and the rest are are st- strictly interviews that are basically animated into what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, like, I, I don't know if that whole Holland uh, piece is. Um, scripted. If like it, what's real? Yeah. yeah if it's, oh, you know, okay. if it wasn't part of, yeah, the documentary, like it, it serves a purpose for the story. Like if he read exactly off of a transcript or if they, right. they wrote an actual script and then just interpreted it. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And, uh, and, and yeah, so I just, I, I think it took me out of it a little bit too much, which yeah. I think was the purpose. Like you, you made a very good point. Um, I don't know. And I, think I don't know if the, my point was intentional either. Yeah. Like, I don't know if Ari, Ari Fulman, yeah. um, if that was his point in the right. first place was to, to trick you into believing it. And, sure. And then he drops the bomb, um, so to speak. Yeah. Do you guys think, um, do you guys think PETA condemned this film since like they get pissed off when there's a movie of like someone <laughs> riding a horse and then like the first little bit, this guy is talking about like, fucking up like 26, 26, dogs. 26 dogs 
Yeah. Does so Peter condemn like, like, like no, all war this. movies? Because like there's like the killing of humans and humans are animals. No. 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 They, they, no, they, they care. They're actually, like um, they shit Peter, people. <laughs> top 100 movies. The number one is Saving Private Ryan. Uh, the first 10 minutes they say is the best filmmaking ever. Because there's no animals in the movie. Yeah. Oh uh, no! Actually, <laughs> I'm pretty sure in that scene there's a bunch of horses that are clearly not doing too well getting exploded so they might not like that um yeah that's funny and i I think i have a touch of adhd to it like i have a really hard time reading subtitles and following along Mm. especially in something like this because it's like super intense and there's like a lot of information yeah it's captivating imagery too that you like you just you get so engrossed in the the graphics yeah it was cool well and i think that's another thing like I had a hard time, like, my my brain kept telling me, like, again, same thing you said, like, not a documentary, not a documentary, especially when mm. he's talking to these people about, like, you know, the one guy he's recounting a dream where he has where he's, you know, on that love boat. Yeah. Uh, and then... That was uh, weird. What's the point of that? <laughs> and then he passes out and this gigantic woman swims up and grabs him off the boat, this naked woman, mm. grabs oh. him off the boat and floats away and he watches the box. Bo- bo- yeah. Boat, boat get bombed. Wow, boat that, was, get bombed. that was really yeah. hard. Watch right. the boat get bombed. Yeah, that's it's all right. Buddy. Yeah. We'll get tongue, over your stroke. It's, it's a new, okay. Yeah, it's a new tongue twister, I guess. That was a tough part to watch. <laughs> um, yeah. So it was just parts like that where, like, you yeah. know, when they're they're shooting at the one spot, and I I can't remember exactly what was happening, but they're all firing at this building. There's snipers, and then the one guy grabs the machine gun. He's just dancing around like that's what I where the waltz comes in mm. um, yeah. after they've assassinated the president. And uh, yeah, he's just dancing around and like firing off the gun. I was like, well, see, this is what like really kind of pushes me out of the documentary side of it. Yeah. I, I a hundred percent agree. It's just um, like on two levels, like uh, factually a documentary mm-hmm. tries its best to, deliver some kind of perspective of reality. Yeah. And then on top of that, it's if, if that is true, then it's because it's animated, it has to be stylized. And in which case you're stylizing a really terrible thing. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's, I don't know. It's, it's definitely I wonder how true that story actually is. hard to swallow. Yeah. I think I'm, it's sort of true. I mean, I, I don't imagine someone actually picked up a gun and was waltzing. Around as people snipers were shooting at him. Shit, yeah. yeah, I think the name "Waltz with Bashir" also is like a bit of a political aphorism or a phrase from that era and that event. That um, oh, I'm gonna get this wrong, but uh, I th- I think Bashir is a Syrian militant. No, he was leader. the president of Lebanon. I think. He was the president. Of, okay, yeah. So I believe, I, yeah. I think that there was a slogan going around that. Um, Bashir, the, like the president, who I think was a military leader of some kind, and then he was Probably. installed uh, into the the leadership of Lebanon. Um, he was he was being uh, politically unpredictable and uh, aggressing in directions that not directly led to this massacre, but uh, was not um, not easing the situation in any way, really. Uh, so everyone was saying that. Uh, Israel or Syrians or Palestinians were waltzing with Bashir politically, like military and militarily and politically. They like Bashir was doing a waltz with uh, 
well, people's lives and right. the state, like the fates of nations. Yeah. You are uh, you working with the Mossad Christians to justify <laughs> what they did? Shut up! Like, no, no, they had to. He was a bad guy. They had to. So, because it seems like kind of a crazy war. I don't. They, yeah, I, I don't know much of. Shit. I don't know much about the that war. Um, neither neither do I. So just kind of kind of following along with the documentary, it seemed like all the guys in the in this movie, all the guys in this movie were weren't Lebanese. They were uh, Israeli. Yeah, it was the Israeli yeah. military yeah. invading yeah. Lebanon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They um they were there. I think the military half of this uh, massacre was essentially bodyguards to a Christian sourced uh, like militia, like a private militia who was hired to go in and eradicate the uh, Syrian the Palestinian refugees in Lebanon because they knew that there was an encampment there and there was a lot of fucking people and. Israel essentially thought that they had politically and probably in someone's mind geographically annexed Lebanon or at least sections of it. So they felt justified in going in and removing these people that they felt were illegitimately camping. Um, And so they did that with guns, but they didn't directly want to do it. They left some kind of monetary paper trail. So they just hired the military to be guards to do exactly what we saw in the movie. Um, which doesn't seem like guarding, but whatever. Uh, and then this this Christian private military group, militia group rather, I should say, they weren't a part of the Israeli military at all, went in and actually did the shooting. They did the, the executions. Okay. Yeah. So the Israeli military played um, like a, a just a guard role, like a police enforcement role while the people that, the Israeli government paid to go in and do it really did the dirty work. Right. All Keeping kinds of that arm's length. That's the way to do politics. Yeah, it really is. I mean, especially the dirty work. You're like, no, 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 no. That receipt, that's that's a forged receipt. Yeah, shadow companies. Yeah. 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 I believe that's how it went. That's that's what I gathered from reading and watching. Yeah. Really, there wasn't that much information delivered in the actual documentary it was it right. really was a personal no, story really sure yeah yeah it was just a, a very uh, sort of dirty look at someone trying to remember something yeah yeah and i think that's what kind of like it, it didn't have a clear through line for me like it mm. it did but it didn't i don't, I don't know how to like explain there was, it like, there was clearly more going on than yeah. just i'm trying to remember my youth Imagine yeah. trying to remember your youth. Like, oh, that one baseball game that I can't, I can't place my finger on. Who well, or killed a bunch of people? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> three thousand. Remember when we died. were in college and we had four years where we were in like death and saw most of our friends die? But I forgot some of that. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. Like that's fucking crazy. Also, do you think this guy when he's talking to other people of like, man, I'm mentally all fucked up from killing these dogs, <laughs> and they're like, dude. I killed like women and children. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, shut up. Your dogs? Like, get out of here. You're the guy who what killed happened? the dog because you can't handle even killing dogs. Yeah, you yeah, fucking yeah, pussy. Yeah, we knew when you were 18, like, you can't kill a person. So here, go kill this cat. And then it fucks you up. You're like, oh my God. Yeah. So we knew. I killed we knew, so we many we cats. We shouldn't even give you that job. Yeah. <laughs> you should have driven us to the fucking limits. And then we got out of the car and walked in. Yeah. Keep the Jeep so running. Fucked up, yeah. fucked up the whole thing. 
Yeah, oh. d- damn barking dogs. Damn barking dogs. Yeah, well, I gotta take them out first, man. Yeah, it was such a crazy way to to start that documentary too. Yeah, like, very nightmarish. Yeah. Well, it really was a nightmare. But yeah, yeah, very yeah. nightmarish. So for those who haven't watched it, the the film starts off with uh, you know an animated uh, scene of uh, this pack of wild dogs running through the street, like uh, bowling everything over. Uh, there's a table outside on the street at a restaurant. They bowl over the chairs and the table, and they get the dogs kind of look like the uh, Resident Evil dogs. Too. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. like kind of like zombied or like ravenish. So, so and then they get cool. to a point where they stop, and they're all just staring at a window, growling. And you see someone peek out of the window, and then comes back, and then it comes to uh, Bashir, uh, not Bashir, Ari, uh, talking mm-hmm. to a guy in a in a bar, explaining his dream. <laughs> being in bars in that part of the world at that time would have been shitty because like some people talk about like i don't know like girls they've slept with or like jobs yeah. they've gotten or lost and i don't know like new houses cars drugs or food but that guy's talking about like shooting 26 dogs in the face and how it's yeah. causing him nightmares you know? yeah fuck? yeah dude like that's like going to a legion in 1940 <laughs> late 45 yeah. they're like hey boys they're like Woo. guess what i did three months ago they're like jesus christ i know what you did three months ago jeff i was there <laughs> i don't remember but i know i was there yeah like, let's just try imagine <laughs> imagine if ari's memory was so bad he forgot he was in the military <laughs> like he's yeah. talking to his friend and his friend's like, Oh, I'm having these crazy dreams. And Ari's like, what? Yeah. Why? Like what's, what's in the dream? He's like, Oh yeah. Like all those dogs that I killed in 1982, that's fucking, that's fucking me up. And it's coming back. He's like, you killed 26 dogs in 1982. What are yeah, you? Oh my God. Why would you do what that? What are you doing? That's fucking weird. Like, don't talk too loudly about that. He's like, man, you killed 13 people. <laughs> what? <laughs> it just fucks him right up. I thought I yeah, went to college. Yeah, that's funny. I, I I don't know if I've ever heard the slaughter of 26 dogs being labeled as funny. Huh. Well, milestone. <laughs> in that sense, and the way that it got handed to him. Yeah. Like, if I was in that little squad, I would have chuckled. Because <laughs> they basically were like, sorry for using your name, Christian. But like, hey, Christian, you're the biggest pussy here. You got to go shoot these dogs. And you're like, oh, fuck, man. Now everyone knows. Like, I would have laughed. I would have brought a smile to my face. Imagine if he's like, I don't give a shit about the dogs. But, like, man, when they told me that I wasn't ballsy enough to kill a person, so I had to go yeah. kill all the dogs, I'm having nightmares about that. It's just yeah. the sergeant yelling in my face, you're a bitch. <laughs> gives you it's gun. like the mafia guy who was like, I thought these guys were all my friends. And then they all turned on me. Like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. Didn't see that coming. We were in this shit together. We were in this shit together. <laughs> Well, it's like when they were uh, talking about uh, being in this like big mansion in Beirut uh, and shows all the guys doing different stuff in different rooms, like the one um, general or captain or whatever is sitting in the the uh, recliner and the guy pops in a porn tape. <laughs> it's like a German porn tape or something. Like they're talking yeah. German in it. Mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, It could have been any language. And then, uh, yeah, he just kept saying, fast forward, fast forward. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. That was wild. <laughs> uh, some little private at the VHS player hitting fast. I'm like, I don't even want to be here. Like, this is fucked up. Sir, you're ruining the tape. Yeah. You're, you're burning <laughs> spots out. <laughs> Rewind. Rewind. Uh, 
Yeah, imagine if you just kept saying, rewind, fast forward, rewind, fast forward. <laughs> I, I like that scene. But gross, you do it. You <laughs> yeah. do it. I'm not providing this. I'm not enabling you anymore. Ugh. And that's how the remote was invented. <laughs> do, do you think it was VHS or it might have been like a Betamax? Yeah. I think yeah. they said VHS, didn't they? Uh, oh, they just yeah, said film. But it wasn't like actual film. film. No. But uh, so, did it might have been. Did they have reel to reel? Did they have VHS in 82? See, I don't know what Lebanon was rocking in '82, Tyler. So I'm not. I'm not <laughs> that, sure. That was still like the hand cranked. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think they just got projector. electricity like two weeks ago. So that was a I don't know about VHS. <laughs> Is there like a that rule like tip cool. your projectionist? Is that yeah. a cultural thing? You gave him the tip. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've got a question. <laughs> yeah. Behead your projectionist. <laughs> also, this movie's illegal there, eh? In Lebanon. Yeah. In, in, yeah. Oh, oh in bad. Lebanon. Yeah, it's been screened like secretly as oh. of like 2008 or something. I it thought was it was for... it, it came out in 2008. Okay, then 2010, maybe 2000 something. Okay. It was screened for like 90 people, right. but it's like it's really hard to get, and there's like bootlegged versions of it. Yeah, because there I read something that there was um like prohibitions on screening these publicly, but if you consider yeah. it a private event, like if you have a locked venue. Yeah, you're good to go. Essentially, it's just a big hangout yeah. session. I think it was just because like the government still has such a strong hold on everything that they're like, this is kind of a fucked up story. Yeah, I yeah. want to get that out there. Yeah, which um, is weird. So i I took a couple of notes, uh, and one of them is just the question: Why was this accepted as a documentary? Do you like? Do you think there's there's like debate over this beyond this? little podcast that it's not a documentary like, i don't why, know why accept it like just this? because it's like telling a story of like a historical event yeah i guess it just um it really it rattles my brain I and i i haven't come to a conclusion well a pseudo conclusion is that it is a documentary only because of the live footage so but, i uh, have here it says well, this is the Wikipedia page for it. Waltz with Bashir is a 2008 Israeli adult animated war documentary drama film. What? Yeah. Oh, it has like crap. the world's longest subtitle. Read that again. Waltz with Bashir is a 2008 Israeli adult animated war documentary drama film. Adult animated war documentary drama, drama film. Film. Yes. I think they just took wow. every word associated with film <laughs> and just threw it all in there. It so, was not a genre. It's it just they have to list everything that it might be. Because oh, it's shit. that good. It stands on its own. <laughs> yeah, it's its own thing. I thought about that too. Like maybe it's accepted as a documentary because so little can be done now, I think, with documentaries in terms of um, production. I don't really even know what it I would have to be like call this. It would have to be like gnarly footage too. Like it would have, like you said, yeah. of like the security, like literally the Christian mis mercenaries just like mowing people down. Yeah. And I mean, I don't really want to watch that for like forty-five minutes to an hour. No, and like some guy's got a like a super eight, and he's just filming the shit yeah. of this. Yeah, they're like, holy fuck, this John is heavy. Smiles so that it doesn't look so bad. Yeah, this is fucked up. But so, like, yeah, like, animated kind of takes you out of it, and is just telling the story so i i answered my own question in my notes and one of them is that it would be 
perhaps insensitive to disregard the truth behind the film. Yeah. And fair enough, but fuck, like what about that movie Argo? Is that what it's with Ben Affleck about yeah. some Canadian military thing or production company that makes a movie to escape people? So it wasn't a, it wasn't a Canadian, there was a Canadian ambassador that helped with it. Oh, okay. But, yeah. I haven't yeah. seen it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But they, and they technically, they say they come out of Canada, but. Okay. Yeah. So like, what about that? Like that's, that's real life essentially. And it uses other real people. Like if we see tears on the screen in Waltzworth Bashir or like someone crying or someone really psychologically struggling um, or having an epiphany, uh, like the main character did a couple of times, um, or someone struggling with a nightmare of killing 26 dogs or seeing their friends blow up on a love boat, that kind of shit. Um, does that does that lessen the truth or the impact or the validity of just simply emotions that are correlated to a real person? So I, I think the difference is, like, there was actual, like, real-life interviews with the real-life participants mm. um, in right. this movie. Whereas Argo is all actors, right? It's completely it's like, actors, yeah. So it's, it's completely dramatized. You know, the events that it's about are real, but the movie pretty well isn't real. Like, it, it depend, like I, no one who actually if participated. You want, well, if you want to do like a scale of accuracy, like maybe Argo's like 60% accurate. Mm. And maybe um, because there's real interviews with the real participants, um, Waltz Bashir is like, 85% accurate. Right. Um, yeah. Again, All right, yeah, again, it, and, and what's accuracy, right? Like yeah. these people that are being interviewed, they know they're being interviewed for a movie. Do they change some details? Do they? Oh, well, fuck. That's a good point too, though. That like the, the nature of this movie is the inaccuracy of our own memories. Yeah. So what is the accuracy of any documentary? So you might as well just do it animated. Like, you might as well do it, like, stop-motion South Park style. Let's blow it all up, guys. There's no such thing as a documentary. <laughs> no, there's not. We've wasted three years. Well, uh, I mean, we've right, come later. great yeah. conclusion, though. I mean, I think that that's something, like, sort of valuable, though, is that, um, like, there's there maybe is a better word than documentary or change what is the definition of documentary and that it's it's never accurate or documentaries don't exist. Well, I think it's going to be difficult to eliminate the word, so we might as well just change what it means. But if if something like this, like this topic, this is a, a, a unique topic, and it's done in a unique style that begs a lot of questions. Right. Like, it's, it's about not remembering things accurately, and it's animated. So, like, <laughs> if the first one's fucked, you can't remember exactly what happened, but you're calling it a documentary... It, like it could, yeah, it could be done with stop motion or like puppeteers. Jim Henson could have done this, and it would still probably qualify as a kind of documentary. So it'd be awesome if it was like puppets like that. I'd watch it. So this like, has, this has had some uh, critical uh, response. So several uh, like film writers described the film as part of the Israeli shooting and crying tradition. Uh, where soldiers express remorse about their actions but don't do anything concrete to remedy the situation. Really? That's like yeah. a real thing? Yeah. <laughs> well, um, they've kind of been known to do that side technique a few times. Yeah, true. But uh, Ari Fulman has disputed that that's what this is, but of course, oh. he, of course he would. Right? <laughs> yeah. Poor guy. Yeah, so like, yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah. 
Oh man, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah. apparently that's a thing. I I've uh, never heard of that. Shooting and crying. Oh I can't uh, believe you're making me do this. They threw rocks. Like you emptied a clip in a <laughs> you emptied like your a clip. Family. Like, yeah, well they had a few rocks. That's a great indirect way of saying you fucking killed them. <laughs> you threw rocks at me and you emptied your clip. Holy shit. My whole fucking village. Like, <laughs> there we go. Those are the words. Come um, see, come star. Am I right? <laughs> I think also that it's it's agreed upon or at least accepted, maybe without too much debate, that it's a documentary because I was starting to say this earlier that documentaries, um, it's difficult to progress. What really makes a documentary remarkable is either the degree of... Um, infiltration to a topic that the documentarian achieves, like something like Earthlings, wild, or something like um, uh, what is that? Blackfish, I think it's, or is it Blackwa? No, it's Blackfish. Blackfish. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, about SeaWorld. Yes, that one's nuts. Um, or even something as ludicrous, but technically it was like um, secret footage, like the Cove. I don't agree mm-hmm. with the Cove, but I mean they did a good job at getting. Uh, footage, live footage of what goes on in that that area. Um, so either that makes a documentary remarkable or it's simply uh, an extremely interesting story that maybe has flown below the radar for quite a while or it has been done before or someone talks about it and it's just not yet a documentary. But I think it's difficult to progress in terms of documentary production things like i guess errol morris's uh, aaron terratron or having um uh, zika vertev's moving tripod like he takes the camera off of a stationary position mm-hmm. or the first color documentary fuck we should look what that is oh shit well fuck complete sideline but it reminded me uh, nanook of the north had its 100 year anniversary yesterday crazy oh yeah cool really neat consider like the first feature length documentary and it yeah. was a blockbuster at the the theaters and it's canadian robert nice. flatterty um Sweet. yeah so i i think it's really difficult to make waves in the field of documentaries beyond simply good subjects or great storytelling and i think maybe it's it's accepted as a documentary waltz with bashir is accepted as a documentary because it, like how difficult is it to justify a completely near completely animated documentary? That sounds ridiculous. I was ready to write it off. I feel like I've seen a lot of documentaries at this point, and we've talked about them a lot, uh, and we've we've really sifted through some of the good ones and the bad ones. We've seen a, a lot of reenactments, like in the summit. Uh, we've seen some purely uh, like captured footage, like in uh, Dark Days. This is. This is new. This is really interesting. This has never been done before, and I kind of hope it never gets done again. <laughs> it has been done. It has an animated documentary? Yeah. So oh, fuck. From a guy from Belleville, actually. God damn it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so out west, uh, I think like Washington State, there was a, a kid. Oh, shit. I remember this. Yeah. yeah. There was a kid who uh, um, basically was breaking into houses at night, like, Kind of living like he was homeless, mm. uh, and he was—I think he, they called him Barefoot Bandit or whatever because he—he oh. he never wore shoes. The small uh, town Mowgli, and uh, 
he ended up, they were chasing him. He stole a plane, never flown a plane before. <laughs> what? Stole a plane and flew it down to the Bahamas and crash landed in the Bahamas. Did he and survive? Survived and got arrested. Oh, so it, it's all animated. Oh, yeah. Except every once in a while, there's a talking head interview. So where, oh, okay. where Waltz with Bashir, their interviews even were animated. Mm. Um, this one um, has a few talking head video interviews hmm. interspersed like yeah throughout yeah so like it's the telling the story relevant people and then the yeah. guy like say it's the owner it, like of, it's it's narrated it's uh, not scripted no it's not scripted no. oh so it's I, it's interviews describing i i think that pretty much all the audio like all the narration is interviews oh, basically shit. Like, so you're i see abc town police chief and you're, you're saying yeah we've been you know, searching for this kid forever. He's hmm. broken into this veterinary uh, clinic, and it—that's it, animated. Like they're showing. Oh it. shit! That's really cool. Yeah. Oh okay. man, did he kill dogs in there too? <laughs> did not. Well, oh. when he crashed that well, but, plane. And the guy who directed that is from here. No shit. Yeah. That's cool. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. I forgot about that talk. Oh, well, I want you tell me about that, Tyler. Yeah. And I, I spoke I, too soon. I don't know. I can't remember what it was called. But, yeah, know uh, your shit, Christian. Come on, bro. Yeah, we got to put that in the, the jar. We're semi-professionals here. <laughs> I'd watch that. Yeah, you guys yeah, are. You went to school for this. We didn't go to school for documentary making. They were just taught us <laughs> how to manipulate minds with the news. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, so his name was Colton Harris Moore. The plane kid? Yeah. Okay. The Barefoot Bandit documentary. Well, I don't know if this is the one. No, oh. it was called Fly, Colton, Fly. Oh. Is he still in jail? Uh, I don't know. Fly, Colt, fly. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. I mean, if you've Very never cool. flown a plane before and you are managed to fly to the Bahamas, I get serving your sentence, but I think Boeing, after he gets out, should be like, hey, bud, you want a job? Because you did pretty good. Yeah, you're like intuitively. Yeah, you like we'll just plane. teach you how to land and you got this. <laughs> yeah, it, like, literally, like I think it was like a little like two-prop plane or something like that. Um, it just crazy. happened to be completely full of fuel. Yeah. How lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Crash landed in the Bahamas. Oh man. There's so many questions. Yeah. yeah that's like, that's just, if, you had to, if you had to choose, like if there was a bunch of planes and he's like, Oh fuck, which one? Yeah. Yep. So, um, oh, that's great. Oh, it's got like security cam footage in too. Uh, when did this come out? July. 13th, 2010. Holy shit, that's an accurate date. All right. Just because it popped up on the screen oh. there. <laughs> Sorry, no. Real estate, February 16th, 2014. Oh, wow. That was not long ago. Yeah. Awesome. Accurate date. That's awesome. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. That's very cool. Okay. Well, we then. Waltz with Bashir, if anything, um, I after I watched this, I was like, wait, I kind of want to look up the history of Lebanon here. Mm. Of like why they invaded or like what's going on, and I still didn't really figure anything out. But it's just like <laughs> that part of the world. Yeah, like there was a bunch of civil wars, and then I think there was like a civil war there recently. So it's just like, oh man, this part of the world's still not the greatest. Yeah. So that's what kind of bummed me out, or just like, ah, oh, fuck, that's fucked up. Some wild shit still going on there. Yeah too complicated yep. to get into now but um well i mean we can blame the international you know who but 
We don't have to. <laughs> Monetary fund? Yeah, sure. It's basically Israel, I mean. The three-letter worded people. Three-letter Three letter worded people. You know? Ja. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not ja. Not Ja. <laughs> I yeah, man, I got it. I understand. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, that was awkward. <laughs> Moving on. I've got more questions. Sure. What's question number two? Why animation? I think it's much easier. Easier? To tell the story, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I suppose to tell yeah. the story. Yeah. Fuck. If it was just talking heads, it'd be boring. <laughs> I keep forgetting that this documentary technically is about the retrieval of uh, guy's memory. Yeah. I I always think that they're trying to stylistically tell the story of that particular massacre, but that's yeah. It's not really the point. This is like when we fucked up watching Searching for Sugar Man. I'm like, this is a bullshit story, but it wasn't Sugar Man's story. It was the two guys looking for him. Right. It was their story. Right. And I just, I completely misinterpreted it while it was on screen. But then I realized yeah. that that was on me. I'm misinterpreting You're big it. dope. I'm, I'm not good at this anymore. <laughs> but just, I don't know. I, I have a couple of notes that like there was no option for personal or live footage. That it was just that part of the war wasn't televised. So it's, it's going to be a bunch of talking heads. And that 10 minute chunk of terrible, terrible uh, live news footage. Yeah. And that's not super interesting. I mean, that's, that's going to be simply cataloged as uh, like another piece in the history of war documentaries. Yeah. Whereas if you, if you animate it, well, I guess like at this point. And there, there's some, some stuff. I'm having trouble speaking today. Mm. Some stuff that like the guy that gets shot in the tank and, um, they pull them down. Like, do you just do like a reenactment to show that? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and does it just feel like another war movie? Right. They, that's what yeah. got me about, um, Oh, what was the one that we watched recently about the JFK murder? Um, Bobby Kennedy, not Bobby Kennedy must die, but, uh, the one about, yeah. What the fuck is that guy's name? The Lee sure. Harvey Oswald. Yes, killing Oswald. Yeah, um, that had really terrible, distracting, and even just poorly done reenactments that did not aid me in understanding the story. And that's all it was was talking head and then shitty reenactments. Good documentary, but fuck, I probably could have done without that kind of shit. And right. There was some archival footage and whatnot, and it, tell, it told a good perspectival story, but I probably could have done without all like the strange scenes of him writing letters back home yeah and pretending to give up the ghost to the american embassy and shit it, would it have been better animated <sighs> yeah likely actually yeah i would say so but there you go well yeah i guess there we go merit <laughs> merit and yeah in some way i think too that um may- maybe leaving it so bland would it wouldn't hit home like right. it did while it was animated because it, it really engrosses you in stories and like humans aren't just factual sequential animals. Like we like stories, we like narratives and this is far more of a story and a narrative than it is of a sure classic is. documentary. Yeah. 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 So we're going to remember it and we're going to like uh, absorb it deeper into ourselves because it's more what we're used to. We're not used to an hour and a half of talking head and news footage. Yeah. 
We might be now because that's all we ever get with the news and shit. But I'd recommend this to someone, like just for like stylistically and just as something to watch. Oh yeah, I, I think it's it's well worth a watch. I think like the the uh, demerits that I had for it don't necessarily make it not watchable. Like I, I think everyone mm. should watch it. Yeah. Again, I think my the, one of my biggest problems was just my inability to focus on something and read subtitles at the same time. Yeah. That's um, practice. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think yeah, like for sure. it, it definitely has its merits. 100%. Um, it, it should be watched. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. Think, yeah. I agree. I would recommend it. Um, I didn't watch it with anyone this time, so I don't have any other outside perspectives of someone okay. who's, not a complete pro at watching documentaries. And for film buffs, like, again, it, it, <laughs> it is very, uh, it, it's very, I want to say avant-garde, but not really. Like, that's not really what I mean. It's very technologically um, special, mm-hmm. the fact that yep. it's, it's all done uh, animated. And it's not done, like, traditional animation. This is done, it's animated with Flash animation. I read that, but I don't really cool. know what that means. So, Flash is a, program like i used to play around with flash when i was in high school like make little flash animations um so yeah it's a computer animated uh program okay um so basically what this guy would do he would digitally paint this this documentary like he didn't draw it out on paper and like do animation cells and stuff like that he did this all uh on the computer Flash a kind of program that I can I can draw a stick figure and then choose like a, a series of movements and then divide that process or that interval into frames. Not not really. No. Um, like so I can't drag the body around to make the movie. Kind of yes. I guess it's very complicated. <laughs> uh, and and I don't even think Flash exists anymore. It mm-hmm. used to be very po- like. Do you remember like the um, stick figure ninja like animations? Yep. That was all done with Flash. Okay. Um, mm. Yeah. So, if anyone grew up uh, with the internet uh, in uh, the late '90s, uh, early 2000s, that uh, that was all Flash. Those all those Flash games and yeah, Flash animation. Yeah. Okay. Um, stick figure uh, ninjas, I think, was one of the most popular ones that um, they had, and uh, yeah, so like you had to draw it out, but. Yeah, it wasn't like an animation part, like where you have like a, a model and you just move it around to, right. to create like a. Does that kind of even exist? It does. I mean, that's okay. that's stop animation <laughs> technically, right? Oh yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, um, right. or claymation or or whatever. Like that's that's mm. what that is. Essentially, it would just be a digital form of it, um, which right. I think they have as well. Like huh. um, a lot of these like three D computer animated uh, um, features will have models that can manipulate the body and right. you can do like animation shit in photoshop now too yeah oh yeah. neat you, you can create like a 3d space and then like i've fucked around with shit in photoshop where you have like a time like a video timeline in the bottom yeah so it just huh. sets it up like a video editing program and then like your it gives you your frames oh so, so like you, you you could potentially like drag your object across the space but it also registers the time that it took you to do that so it makes yeah. frames out of that yeah you're like i want oh, this yeah. like my stick figure to like reach up and grab something and then that time that takes like 
10 what like 10 it wouldn't be seconds but like whatever 10 frames yeah something that like mm-hmm. you just it breaks it all down yeah and he and like cool i guess you one, need like a pretty intense computer yeah, right I, I guess one thing with flash that i didn't mention like um so if i have a stick figure and like mitch that i haven't reached up and grabbed something like you don't literally have to draw every frame so but it, oh, okay say you have your stick figure arms down at frame one and then at frame 52 you have it standing up like it will slowly follow that like frame oh. by frame but if you have it you know hand down at frame one and hand up at frame two it's going to be like a jump it's going to be like instant right, right? yeah like it won't look fluid. Yeah, yeah. So hmm. it, it's all about adding frames in between movements to to make it slow movement or slow like fluid movements. Right. So, okay. Yeah. Fuck, that's interesting. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty cool. Any further questions, Your Honor? Um, well, hopefully we. No, oh, sorry. Sort of. I don't know. I've got a lot of notes here, but one one that I think is maybe personal and not super fair, but I think it's worth talking about because it's well, I mean. Uh, Ari Fullman put this out there and he wanted people to see it and to talk about it. It's okay. So two points (laughs) it's, this is a great documentary or a great film. And that distinction, that dichotomy is, uh, or a dilemma is that it's a problem in one way or another, that if you think it's a film, then it's not a documentary, but if you think it's a documentary, then it's likely not going to be a classic film. What we would all consider the definition of film um, so it's a great talking piece. It gets people going because it's it's not it's not one or the other, and it might be both, or it might be neither. It's it's an adult animated war documentary, documentary drama <laughs> film. <laughs> um, so that's that's really neat. But I think it also might be sensitive to say, but worth saying that uh, this this is arguably um, fiction because it's animated. The fact that there's live action stuff at the end nothing says that what I've just seen as the animation correlates to what I'm watching now as live footage. So so let me phrase this question to you. Let's go back to Argo. Mm. So Argo is a movie about a real life event. At the end of it, I believe it shows real life news footage of all the hostages getting off the plane. Oh shit. So documentary. There you go. There we fucking go. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, so like Argo's not a documentary yeah. though. <laughs> so like, I don't. It's it's still very much up in the air. And this yeah. is an interesting film for that exact reason. That's a good point. I wish I should probably see Argo. It's a good just movie. For like the history of documentaries. Um, but it calling it a documentary as much as this might be fiction or just film or like like true true crime or <laughs> true crime. Um, it might be nice for the documentarian Ari Fullman to have this himself considered a documentary and for other people to believe him when he says, I've made a documentary, this is what it is. It's Waltz with Bashir. It it allows him to put down a very heavy story and an experience of his that he has a hard time dealing with. And calling it a documentary doesn't allow anyone, first of all, to trivialize it because you can't just say, well, this is this is a great little film story. you've made here. It's a great story. Like, what actually happened? Like, this actually happened. It, this is my experience of what actually happened as much as I might be misremembering or, like, fabricating this or that. Um, 
and it's it it imbues truth into the story because obviously this hurts him and he desperately wants people to know what happened so as much as it might be considered fiction or true based on a true story or just strictly animated with a snippet of live possibly correlatable footage i'm not content i'm not making a contention over that it's just yeah like one does not beget the other there's there's no technical connection there beyond that i have to believe whatever the documentarian is telling me that um for Ari to have this be considered a documentary wholeheartedly and just accepted as such, uh, it might mean a lot to him because this this story then gets implicitly imbued uh, with truth. And you watch this knowing that it's a documentary. So what you see, you believe. You're supposed to believe. You're told that this is true as far as the truth can go with the recollection of uh foggy memories and that probably feels really good for Ari because uh it's obviously difficult and it's not something that he probably had an awesome time doing and remembering and trying to uh to make happen again on screen but it might be it might be nice for him to uh to have it be believed as a documentary as much as it causes debate over the the question but that's that's basically the last that's the last of my notes. And that cool. is the rest of the story. That's it. Casey Kasem, is that? No, is that Casey Kasem? No, I don't think so. I don't know if Christian knows who that is. <laughs> I know Casey Kasem as Scooby Doo, so I don't think that that's what Scooby Doo oh, used to say. Shit. Nice. Yeah, um, that's where he's. Yeah, so I have pulled our next documentary. It's a film from 1984. Mm. And I believe it is part of the Criterion Collection as well. Cool. Uh, Yeah, I believe so. Does that mean it's extra real? Extra, yes. That is is Criterion. I I don't know what that means. Good to go. Um, The Times of Harvey Milk. Oh, all right. Yeah. This That's is Sean Penn, right? Uh, that there is a, a dra- speaking of dramatized films. Oh yeah, fuck. about real life events. What's going on? Um, here? There is a a film with Sean Penn about Harvey Milk. Is it called? It's called just called Milk. milk. Yeah, yeah. And it's called Milk and Milk. <laughs> so yeah, this is a documentary of the successful career and assassination of San Francisco's. First selected gay city supervisor. Jesus, he wasn't even like the man. A lot of people in the U.S. get assassinated. That's fucking crazy. (laughs) Yeah. For like looking out for people or for just being gay or anything really. CIA had anything to do with this one. Uh, I think uh, we'll find out. So who spilled um, the milk? (laughs) The the narrator is a guy you you'll recognize from. uh, He was in. Mrs. Doubtfire and Independence Day. What? Yeah. Oh, Robin Williams? Yeah. No. That's what I was thinking. Harvey Firestein or Stein. Harvey Firestein. Oh, the high. He plays his, uh, he plays Robin Williams' brother in, uh, in Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, like a bigger guy? Yeah. The guy who makes the, the, uh, um, the mask mask thing. The mat. Yeah. The costume. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Harvey Firestein. I feel yeah. like I've heard that name recently um, or elsewhere. I think you're thinking Harvey Weinstein. Weinstein. <laughs> yeah. 
He's a different guy. He did some, some say, cool stuff. Not people. Not so uh, Miss Doubtfire great type movies. stuff. <laughs> not too Miss Doubtfire, at least. So. Oh, fuck. All right. Neat. Uh, just talking about Miss, Miss Doubtfire. So, and off uh, recording, I think I've mentioned to you guys about the Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie. Mm-hmm. So, in that movie, there's a billboard for Mr. Doubtfire. It's like a sequel, and Meryl, oh, nice. Meryl Streep plays a man. That's <laughs> <laughs> good. Mr. Doubtfire. Yeah. This movie oh, sounds cool. like it needs to win like every fucking award it possibly can. Oh, I mean, it's it's hilarious. Because <laughs> it sounds amazing. Yeah. For for any of our listeners who have not watched Chippendale Rescue Rangers, I, I, think, I think I should get uh, a little bit of like a kickback from Disney. Yeah, at this point. Because I, I've literally <laughs> told everyone that I know that they should watch yeah. it. Oh, like you, you're like you those gorilla advertisers. Yeah. yeah. Um, Throw a couple shekels your way. Yeah. <laughs> so they, yeah, there's a uh, billboard for Mrs. Delphire. There's uh, Fast and Furious Babies. It's like, <laughs> it's Vin Diesel with a bunch of babies. Uh, oh, God. I'm going to watch this. Our wheels are in like actual cars. Yeah. Uh, um, no, they're they're like actual babies, like not small children. <laughs> they're babies, uh, like baby geniuses. But no, yeah. And then there was like uh, Batman versus ET in it. What the hell um, is going on? Oh, ET would fuck up the fat guy for sure. What Batman? Who's fat guy? Oh, Batman! I yeah. thought you said Fat Man versus no. ET. No, Batman versus ET. <laughs> Okay, I know. E.T.'s getting fucked up. Oh, yeah. There's a sign, There's a scene that shows oh. <laughs> he's watching, like, Chip or Dale, one of the rescue rangers, watching it on TV, and oh, ba- shit. Batman's, like, cradling E.T. <laughs> <laughs> and, I killed the little oh, guy. Oh, um, what other... There was, a, like, a bench, like, a bus bench uh, advertisement for mm. uh, Senator Butthead's uh, gubernatorial campaign. Oh, so, is that yeah. like Beavis and Butthead? Yeah. So oh, yeah. Butthead is now a U.S. senator. There's a new Which movie. Which would be Beavis funny because there's a, you know, they're doing a Beavis and Butthead yeah. movie. I, I hear an echo here. What? Did you just, okay. Chris I think Shine. I just said that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't hear that. Yeah. Beavis and Butthead do the universe. Do the yeah. universe. Yeah. I never watched so that'd Beavis be funny and Butthead. in that if they were like one of them, like the Butthead's the politician or whatever. Yeah. So there's a the weird crossover. That would be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would be cool. Um, but yeah, there there's so many like fun Easter eggs in mm. in the Chippendale movie. So I'm watching it tonight. Uh, anyone awesome. who is like 25, how old are you again, Christian? 28. <laughs> okay. Anyone who's like 28 through like 45 should watch this movie. All right. So permission yeah. granted. But nobody yeah. younger or older. You're not allowed no, to. No, nobody. that's right. They won't I, get it. I mean, the the older people other than 45, like their kids probably watched. Um, yeah, their kids probably watch Chip and yeah. Dale. If you're out of the demographic and you want to watch it, throw us a couple of shekels and we'll describe it to you. Yeah. We'll contextualize yeah. the whole biz. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Speaking not quite of documentaries or movies, um, uh, recently that I've watched, I just actually finished reading The Corporation, which. What is reading? Reading. Um, it's like a movie. But you move the frames across your face screen. Um, it's apparently the corporation is also a documentary, and it there's is. a new one out. Um, I think there's a new one. Uh, there's a new one. The, the first one I think is called the Corporation: The Pathological Pursuit of Profit and Power. Yeah, it's like six hours long or some shit. It's crazy yeah. long. Before there was miniseries, so yeah. that's a neat 
thing. Hmm. Basically, Ken Burns without Ken Burns. He got a kickback. That's a few VHSs. Yeah, he got a couple of shekels thrown his way for that one. But um, there's another one out. I think it's... I think it's called the corporation, the unfortunately necessary sequel. I think mm. is what it's called. Oh. But yeah, I think it's the same thing, just with like updated tech and basically the emergence of social media, um, cool. as like the new business. Because like literally in the book, one of the things that uh, Joel Bukan talked about was that the only one of the last things yet to be exploited by corporations was literally the public sphere. So like the street was taken over by billboards and advertisements and light bounces all over the place. So you see that shit from the street and some streets are owned like deceptively by corporations. And so like they kick homeless people off and, park benches and shit. Things that typically you'd think would be public are actually private, uh, privately owned things. Uh, yeah. and one, of the, one of the last things was the public sphere, like our ability to discourse with each other um, publicly and uh, with like no kind of interference. Well, we sold it, literally. Yeah. So I think, I think that, that good was... There. So that was, that was cool. I haven't well, read it that. and I haven't seen it. I don't actually think it's a book, so I'm not going to read it. But... Um, I think it's. Uh, I think that that's what it's about. I think we should uh, make sure both of those are on our list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So uh, Sweet. next week we'll be back with some milkman. The milkman. The milkman. We're gonna, we'll have a tall glass of milk. I will cry over spilled milk this week. And yeah. on that note, we bid you adieu. I'm out of puns. <laughs> um, the life, uh, the times of Harvey Milk can be uh, rented on uh, Apple, um, I believe, YouTube, and uh, Google Play as well. Cool. Okay. See everyone next week, and uh, you gentlemen have fun. Take care. Bye.